You know, if you come to a church like this and you've never been here before, or maybe you come often, or maybe you come every time we have service, and you see some folks, you know, worshiping the way they worship. I mean, I don't even know if I can say we have a worship style. Now, some folks are styling, but I can't say it's a worship style. You just never know what's going to go on here. You don't know what's going to happen and who's going to do what. And they might flip. They might, if we could kill that fan, that would be great. They might flip. They might run around. They might fall on the floor. They might shout. They might not shout. They might cry. They might do whatever. So, you know, you might say, does it take all of that? You know, we could probably get out of here a lot quicker if we didn't, you know, do all of that. Yeah. And, and it's dangerous. I mean, you get up here, there's things going on. You better, you better be quick on your feet. You can get hurt. <laughs> now, yeah, does it take all that? I remember a song we used to sing, you know, when I think about his goodness... Somebody say, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when I, when I think about his goodness and what he's done for me, I will sing, 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 sing. I will shout, 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 shout. Yeah, it takes all that because... We understand what God's done for us. We can begin to think about his goodness. See, you, you don't know everybody's story. Maybe, maybe your story's not quite as dramatic as someone else's story. But the truth of the matter is you abound in sin. You were dead in your trespasses. And Jesus Christ made you alive. Come on, someone say hallelujah. think about it you know I, I put a thing you know I you know do you know I put things on Facebook every now and then yeah I do and you know the cry in my heart is take me back to that place where I first believed you you remember those days man it was it was it, it, it wasn't that long ago all of that darkness was behind you it wasn't that long ago, all of that misery and all of that heartache and all of that wandering and all of that not knowing and all of that not having a purpose, whether you wanted to live or not. It was right, right there, right behind you. But hallelujah, Jesus came through, delivered you, saved you and set you free and you're living a brand new life. I tell you, when I think about his goodness... You know, talks about a calf that's let out of the left out of, let out of the stall. We uh, we had goats. The kids are little, and and we had goats and 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 they had babies and all. I guess that's what goats do. They have babies, and so they have babies, and they all adopted a goat. And so, and with our kids, everything is competition. Still, they were very competitive. You know what I mean? And so they would race the goats in the backyard. 
the baby goats. This is my, this is buttercup. Buttercup is mine. That's ginger. Ginger's mine. And so they'd have the babies and then they, 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 so then, and they train them in the backyard and get trying to get them, you know, I've tried to get them to run from one, one side of the yard to the other. It's almost impossible to get them to run in the straight line. That was, that was the challenge. And, and some of those goats, when you let them out, they ran in four different directions at the same time. They were just excited to be let out of that pen and see that backyard again. And that's kind of like who we are in, in the middle of our worship. We're just excited to be let out of the pen, hallelujah, and live a brand new life. So, so excuse us, some of us that are a little bit more wild. Now, I've slowed my roll, you know, because I'm old now. You know, you know, I'm just as grateful. Just, I just can't get it out here. I mean, I'm doing backflips on the inside. But I slowed my roll. You know what I'm talking about? But still on the inside, there's an explosion that's going on. And when you're old school like I am, you know, you get to this point, you, you don't have to do all those gyrations. You can just move your head, you know, like. And you can do it in such a way you're expressing your thankfulness to the Almighty. Come on and give God some praise with me. So yeah, 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 yeah. It takes all of that sometimes. And to whom much is given, much is required. So you don't know the stories. So please don't find fault with that sister over there doing that club dance. Well, I can't believe it. She looks so worldly when she does that. Well, she was just in the club last week. Give her some time to sanctify it. You know what I mean? Give her a little time to sanctify it. She was in the club, drugged out, messed up last week, and came, hallelujah, to that place where she received the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So give her a break, will you? Yeah, it's a club dance. But we're going to sanctify it. Man, I, I remember first getting saved. This is true, but don't, no, don't try this at home, okay? We would go to a, we'd go to a, you don't need a doctor. All you need is faith in God. Put your hand on the radio. No, don't try that here because we, we, we got too much. We know you're high when you walk in here if you're high. Shambox folks didn't know we were high. They were like, ooh, they, boy, they got peace. <laughs> Can I say? There's a pastor in New York today. I won't tell you the church's name. One of the biggest churches on Long Island. He would bring the reefer. Now he's a pastor of one of the largest churches on Long Island, kicking the devil in the teeth every single day. Put your hands together. Give Jesus some praise. Some trust in He didn't like it. Look at verse 7. And God was displeased. 
with this thing. Therefore, he struck Israel. God got angry. Now, now, I got, uh, can I borrow your hat? Okay. So, sometimes I get so serious. I know I sound like a cranky old preacher. So if I get into the cranky old preacher mode, I need someone to wave this hat at me. Okay. Will, will you do it? You will? Okay. I, I need somebody that's not so sure of themselves. Just, just do that and then I'll know it's, I'm sounding like the cranky old preacher. Okay? Let's see how you do it. God got angry. God, God smote him with a plague. God was angry because there's one thing that David didn't factor in in regard to the strength of the nation. He never considered God in the equation. He didn't say we're strong because God has blessed us. He didn't say we're strong because God's favored us. He didn't even consider it in the calculation. We're strong because we have this many horses and, and this many young men and this many foot soldiers and this many chariots. But he never considered the blessing of God on the nation. And so God was like, hey, hey, hey. Well, you, now you think you can do it with chariots and horses? You're not going to either acknowledge the fact that, 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 that you, you are the apple of my eye and I've kept you and I've protected you and I've given you the victory when there was no way you could win the victory yourself. Oh, how quickly we forget And all the carrying on and all that hooping and hollering, those are some people who have not forgotten. They just got to do something to acknowledge the goodness of God in their life. Now, now you don't have to do what, exactly what they do, but you could at least, you know, do the old school. <laughs> Tap your foot a little bit, you know what I mean? So you can do it on your own now. So you don't need me. You're not even going to acknowledge my blessing. Trusting in chariots and horses. And how quickly do we forget? I, I can't tell you the heartache, the darkness... When I came to Christ, I, 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 I did things in my life that, that grown-ups never did. Growing up there, grew up there in New York, a single mom doing crazy and crazy things. Other than having girls on my mind, my second thought was, I don't really want to live. 
plagued by a spirit of suicide. 16 years old, 12, 11, 13 years old, sitting on the corner saying, I'm going to throw myself instead of the next car. There's no purpose to live. But when I met him, and the burden of all of their darkness rolled away in my life. Oh, hallelujah. When I knew that God had a purpose for my life and he redeemed me. And although I thought the whole world hated me, God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, he loved me enough to save me and deliver me. Come on, somebody. Man, it was the next day. It was like, I didn't realize that roses were red. I saw the butterflies for the first time. I saw nature for the first time. I heard music for the first time in my life. I mean, really heard it. Now, I didn't listen to some of the music some of y'all listened to. I was like, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. And bing, and bang, ungawa, black power. I was a James Brown man. Give the drummer some, give the drummer some. You got a drummer. James Brown could sing a whole song. If you understood one word, you were lucky. But he didn't need any real words. All he had to do is make them sounds. I mean, I grew up in a black community. It was none of that, you know, the Beatles. Come on, man, you crazy. And so, you know, sometimes I think we just need to get back to that place we first believed. Think about the goodness of God. Get excited about his blessing. Come on, someone say amen with me. Here's a very, uh, this is where I might start sounding like a cranky old man. So get that hat ready, okay? Give me that next verse. As it is written, Jacob I have loved and Esau have I hated. I'm going to try to lighten it up so it ain't, don't sound too cranky. Both of these boys were children of promise. If you're taking notes, write it down. Both of these boys were children of promise. There was Abraham, there was Isaac, and now we have Jacob and Esau. God loving Jacob had nothing to do with anything that Jacob did. God, ha God hating Esau had, had everything to do with something that Esau didn't do. Anything that happened in the life of Jacob, God initiated it. He, the, God sent an angel down, he wrestled with it. God touched his thigh, that was the hand of God. He wrestled with the angel in the end. The, uh, Jacob's ladder, the angels ascending and descending. That all, God did all of that, God initiated that. 
So it was nothing that Jacob did where God would say, Jacob, I've loved. But it had everything to do with what Esau did not do. This is pretty serious. Get the hat ready. It's really serious. I'm not going to get that face on. I hope not, sister, if I do cover it. But this is serious. That's better, right? You got to help me with my tone. I love this guy. You know, he said to me one time, he really changed my life. I had to think about it. I was preaching about all the denominations and how awful they were. And he rebuked me. He has a way of rebuking you that you can take it. He rebuked me. And I love him for it. I'm so grateful for it. I've made such dear friends. I repented. And I'm thankful. Now, don't do that every week, okay? He says, it's heavy. He said, how many people of promise do we have here? If you're born again, you're a person of promise. Lift up your hands. Both were people of promise. As a matter of fact, the one that God said I hate was the one that had the opportunity to even have the greater blessing. There was a greater blessing that God had for Esau because as we know, according to tradition, he was the eldest son and the eldest son received a double portion. In the society of the time, God took these things very serious. The head of the house was the priest. The father was the priest. He was the eldest son. He would become a priest to the family. This is serious. And so he would have a double portion. And, 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 and he forfeited the double portion. He forfeited the blessing of God on his life, although he was a son of promise. Wow. Pretty strong words. Jacob, I've loved. Esau, I've hated. Ooh. Do that for me. Ooh. Like, ooh. You get ready, because I'm going to say, Jacob, I love me. So you go, ooh. You ready? Are you ready? Jacob, I have loved. Esau, I've hated. Ooh. Lord. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> what is it Esau did not do? A child of promise who missed out. What is it he didn't do that God would say, I hate you? Are you looking cranky yet? No, okay. We ought to have like a, like a light on, attached to this with a cranky face. And if I get that cranky face, Jim switches a button, he goes, Hebrews chapter 12. Listen to these very strong words. Least there be any fornicator. Verse 16 and 17. Least there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau. He said he was a fornicator. He was profane. The word profane means he was disbarred disqualified 
from receiving the blessing. Listen, if somebody's uh, sleeping next to you, slap them. Listen, listen, listen. Least there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau for, who, for, for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance. So what is it he did? He rejected the birthright. Now, in order to reject the blessing of the birthright, he had to discount the authority of his father to bless him. And in order to, to, to reject the birthright, he had to have placed no value on the blessing that the father could give him. Does anybody remember the story? Now, Jacob and Esau were a little different. Jacob was one of those stay-at-home boys. He probably read, wrote poetry, studied, loved music. Probably, you know, he's just one of them homeboys. He was a little bit of a mama's boy. They were kind of close, him and mom. As a matter of fact, him and mom concocted a plan to steal the birthright. Now, they didn't have to steal the birthright because we find out that, that Esau gave it up. Jacob, he was like a Schroeder. Schroeder's one of those alpha males. Get up, Schrody. Show him. See that? That's an alpha male. That he's a good out there, and get the bacon. You know, grab that bull by the horns, skin him, cut him up, fry him, and bake him. I'm gonna bring it home to you, baby, and we're gonna eat. <laughs> okay, Schrody, you can sit down. Calm down. He's just aggressive and, and, you know, Esau was a man of the woods. He was a hunter. Too different. But Esau was the one that was supposed to get the blessing, but he didn't get it. Does anybody remember the story? He's out hunting. His father says to him, look, I love you and, and I, I, I want to bless you. And he said, go out and give me some of that venison, boy, because he said, Pop's hungry and, and I'm going to bless you and you're gonna get, I'm going to bless you with a, with, with, with a double portion. And he said, go out and get some food and, and we'll sit down and have some of them venison burgers. And, and after that, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pronounce the blessing on you. So Esau comes. Goes out, you know, snatches a deer by the neck or whatever. Brings it back, 
He's going to have a meal with his father. But when he walks through the door, he's a little hungry. He's, he's hungry. He's a little hungry. And Jacob's cool. He's hanging out with mom. He knows how to cook. He's got this porridge, this, this stew made up. And so he walks through the door. And I'm hungry. Let's, let's catch this. This is the last part here. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Genesis chapter 25. Now Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright. Sell me the blessing of the father. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Let me tell you what happened. He looked to the hand of his brother to satisfy a temporary need and gave up the blessing of the father. Notice this last verse here. Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and he sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and, and stew of lentils. Then he ate, drank, arose, and he went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. One version says he esteemed it lightly. Let me make it plain. He was like, oh, yeah. The father has a blessing for me, but eh, no big deal. Let me tell you, are you still with me or do you want to go home? Okay. Let me tell you the two very most important things he gave up. One, he would have been the custodial of the promises of God. He would have been in custody of the promises of the father. The father had the authority to bless. And now that authority was going to be given to him because he would have blessed his children. He would have blessed his, own, his only son. So he would have been in custody. Oh, I feel like preaching. I wish you could hear this. He would have been in custody of the promises of God and the ability to bless. See, God wants to make each and every one of us both kings and priests unto God. Will somebody say amen? And he wants to make us custodians of the promise and the blessing. And he gave it up. The other thing, he would have become the priest of the house. He gave up that, that believer priesthood. 
because he esteemed the promise of God lightly. How quickly do we forget? How quickly do we want to number and take a census of our life and say, yeah, 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 look at me. Look at this business I have. Look how successful I've been. Look how smart I am. Look at all these chariots I have. You know why I got ahead? Because I'm smart. You know why I got ahead? Because I'm not afraid to work. No. I believe in hard work. But you got ahead because of the blessing of God in your life. Why, well, look at me. I've been sober for two weeks. I got my own van now. And I'm not sure, but I think one of them, one of them sisters across the aisle have been looking at me. Oh, I'm bad. You nut ya. Am I getting cranky yet? You crazy? A month ago, you were down here at the hotel, sheriff's hotel. Didn't know if you were coming or you were going. You didn't have a plan or a purpose for your life. Jesus swept in, got you out of that prison. Come on, someone shout amen. And introduced himself to you. Now you're going to do it all by yourself. Just at least raise it one time, because, okay, good. Because I'm feeling a little cranky, so that'll rebuke it. That feels good. Okay, thanks. He despised, he took the blessing of God lightly. The truth of the matter is, it's in him. We walk, we talk. We live and have our being. Without him, we are nothing. We're just a wandering mass of protoplasm. Well, I don't know what that is, but it don't sound good. It's a gooey mess of protoplasm, wandering, no purpose, no nothing. But with him, we can do all things. Come on, put your hands together and give God some praise. So I, you know, you don't have to do what some folks do up here. Because if you do, you'll need a chiropractor when it's all over with. But there ought to be something on the inside of you. Ooh, 
to singing about Jesus, to talking about the name Jesus. Hallelujah. They're praying in the Holy Ghost. Somebody's teaching something on the inside. says thank God I have to praise him I can't shut my mouth I can't stay silent God has been so good to me oh, let me tell you when I think about his goodness ah, when I think about his goodness and what he's done for me That's the only, I'm a second gear. That's the only gear I have. Don't worry, this bike ain't gonna run. I'm just kicking it. When's the last time you just took the time out and got overwhelmed with the goodness of God in your life? See, I think. We have a great liberty and freedom in this congregation that I am thankful for. I thank that we have the kind of staff, the leadership that embraces the liberty and the freedom that we can have in church. I am grateful for my heart for this praise and worship team. Yeah. I am, I am grateful and thank you, thankful for my son Daniel, who is leading this congregation well. Well. I love it when he preaches. The whole time he preaches, I'm elbowing Peggy. I can't believe it. Where's this kid coming up with this stuff? And then I'll go home and say, not bad for a rookie. And then he does it the next time. <laughs> Where's he getting all this? It's great, it's deep. And the freedom to worship. This is not a performance. They're not performing. They're not performing. It truly is an act from their heart of active worship to the King of Kings. But you can sit here and all of this going on Angels could show up. And you could sit here and go, I might have to wear it for this one. You're in church. There's life, there's liberty, there's freedom, there's, there's worship. Lives are being changed. People are excited because they're like a calf led out of the stall. They, they've come out of darkness. They're rejoicing here. And all you can hear is... And when it's like, wow. Like, and you're like... Like Charlie Brown. Maybe 
Perhaps. Maybe perhaps. Maybe perhaps. You can do that. Because it's been a long time since you counted your blessings. And gave God the honor and the glory for what he's already done. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise with me. You know, when's the last time you had one of them, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, I cut my teeth, you know, preaching in black churches and black folks know how to get thankful. Hallelujah. And some of them sisters be like, thank you. Then they get up, then they get up, they get up and do the chicken. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I feel like having one of those fits right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, go ahead, try it. You'll feel better. When's the last time you had one of those moments? You don't even have to do it in church. Go home and practice it in the closet. I don't care. Okay, that's enough. Please, let's, be, let's not be found guilty of taking the blessings of God in our life for granted. It's the, tr the truth of the matter is, he holds tomorrow, and he also holds our hand. Put your hands together and give Jesus praise. Stand to your feet with me. Just stand up for a moment. Every one of us have something to be thankful for. If you only knew my story. If you only knew where he brought me from. I don't have the time. This is not the place to tell you that story. Some of it you wouldn't want to hear. You wouldn't want to hear him. But God. Let's just lift our hands together. Father, we're grateful. Come on, tell him. Say, Lord, I'm grateful. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for health and strength and family. Thank you, I'm in my right mind. Or I'm doing the best I can. Thank you for your hand of blessing, your love. Thank you that I have a hope and a future. I'm promised tomorrow in you, Christ. I just want to say thank you. for all that you've done.
And Lord, maybe perhaps we've recently have not acknowledged, but today we want to go on record that we are a thankful people and we want to honor you for all of your blessings. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to shout just thank you, Jesus, three times. I don't know why it's always three times, but it is. So, you're going to shout it. You don't have to do nothing. You can shout from the inside. But for some of us, you know, I'm a, I got to feel it, you know. I'm one of those guys. I got to feel I just got to feel it. I just... That's why I preach this way, because I got to feel it. But I just want to, we're going to, in a moment, we're going to put our hands together and applaud him. And we're going to shout, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, three times. Come on, let's put our hands together first. Come on, come on. Clap your hands, all you people. Clap your hands, all you people. Tell him he's been better to me than I've been to myself.